0: This is Jim Wallace speaking about the soul of the nation. Jesus has survived all of us Christians. That's always amazing to me, how somehow, apparently, mysteriously, and maybe miraculously, Jesus has survived all of us who say we're Christians. And yet, it's undeniable that the election of Donald Trump and the presidency that has followed And the Christian response to all of it has revealed how how disconnected many American Christians are and have become from Jesus. In particular, the uncritical support Trump enjoys from many white evangelicals in the religious right and the Faustian bargain they have made for power, that's turning many Americans and others, especially young people, away from Christianity altogether. It's not just making people angry politically, it's turning them away from Christianity itself. I hear that all the time. That's deeply concerning to me. Recent data shows what we've known for a long time, that institutional Christianity is in decline in the United States, especially among younger generations. We are seeing the bottom starting to fall out of evangelicalism. The bottom is falling out of this evangelical movement. People identifying with no religion surpassed evangelicals and Catholics for the first time earlier this year as the most common answer on a religious self-identification survey of Americans. An article in 538 explained that more and more research explicitly Concludes that increasing numbers of Americans are, quote, falling away from religion because they see it as so wrapped up with Republican politics. Here's why I believe this could be actually good news. I recently spoke to a group of university students who are in Washington, D.C. They are working here as interns, as many students do. They're on the Hill, they're at the White House, the Cabinet other agencies all around the capital for this semester. I got to the intern house and they had just taken a group picture outside the building where we're going to meet and had been all bitten up by mosquitoes on a hot D.C. night. They would also just finished long days of work at their internship posts. When I looked at this group of students, I noticed how diverse they were in race, and gender, and as I would soon learn, in their religious identification, including many who did not identify with any religion. And to be honest, they looked a bit tired and glum and stuck at an event that they likely knew was a requirement for their internship program. But when I began to talk about Jesus, this radical Jesus the Jesus from whom we have all become so disconnected, especially in the churches, when I spoke about how the questions he asked or prompted are so deeply connected to the moral and political crisis we now find ourselves in, when I talked about how radical Jesus was, they just lit up. They just came to life. It was wonderful to see that. And then I laid out some of those jesus questions and their relevance to us today and how those questions are deeply rooted in what they see every day and here around them in this nation's capital every day they see this happening and when i talked about how jesus was so relevant to that hands came up from across the room they were full of questions most of their questions started by saying how they were Formally religious. They're raised in Catholic, Baptist, Presbyterian backgrounds, uh, raised in different kinds of faith communities, but had left or drifted away because of all the hypocrisy they had seen or experienced. They talked about the hypocrisy of their religious traditions. And because of the painful issues of injustice they saw being unaddressed by the churches in particular. It's interesting, hypocrisy and injustice were their primary concerns. That's why they left their faith communities. But the words and stories of Jesus were very exciting to them and turned the room into a very lively place for a personal and political conversation about faith and public life and the politics they were plunging into every day in the nation's capital. The session went on forever. It was a great conversation, questions everywhere. And afterwards, there was a long line of students who wanted to talk further and really talk more personally. They wanted to tell me their stories of what happened to them and religion and where they are now and why this is so exciting to them. They wanted to tell me their stories about how they become so alienated from their churches and their religion and about how this conversation we just had was so stimulating and encouraging for them, so exciting for them. They especially wanted to talk about how to engage in and apply this conversation we just had going forward. How do we apply this? How do we take this, this exciting talk about this Jesus and, and, and put that into action? Uh, in our work, in the streets, in our country. How do we engage in this now? We like what we've heard, but let's engage. What do we do? What do we do? That was the conversation. Especially young African-American and Muslim women and men told me how excited they were to hear about the politics of Jesus, how diametrically opposed they are to the anti-Christ policies of the current administration those policies that have become so anti-immigrant, anti-people of color, anti-woman, and white nationalist, when I name those as anti-Christ, they just responded deeply, because they know these things are contrary to Jesus. One after the other told me, hearing Jesus talked about like this from a white Christian man is something they said they had never heard before, but they liked it. At the end of the line, this young Muslim woman, she said, I felt so welcome tonight, so included. I never feel that around Christians. Tonight I felt really uh, welcomed in. And this conversation, I just, I just, I just, and then she jumped into my arms and gave me a hug. Can I just hug you? I said, sure, (laughs) that'd be great. So after that conversation and that long line of stories and how they want to be engaged, how this conversation about this Jesus, who was such a radical, inspired them to look at, again, what he said, what he did, what he meant, and how that applies to this crisis right now. Formerly religious, but really excited about a talk about Jesus. In reflecting on that experience, I thought of the reasons why the call to reclaim Jesus are so inviting and so exciting to so many of these students and young people I meet all over the country. Some are Christian. Some are formerly Christian. Some of other faith, Some of no faith at all. But I realize it's because they heard Jesus is for all of us and not just Christians. And I believe all of us have something to learn from Jesus right now. In this moment of crisis and they did too when endorsements started coming in for my new book Christ in crisis why we need to reclaim Jesus I received really powerful thoughts and affirmations from people of all faith backgrounds about the particular importance and power of reclaiming Jesus in our current moral religious and political crisis I believe this is a book for right now for all God's people right now. Brittany Packnett, a co-founder of Campaign Zero and leader in the Black Lives Matter movement, said that for too long, far too long, we've ceded the power and person of Jesus to political movements with no ambitions toward his radical love. Reclaiming Jesus, she said, is not only our responsibility, it's Necessary now, more than ever, this is a book for right now, for all God's people, she said. Congressman Joe Kennedy pointed out that the most fundamental lessons of the gospel remind each of us and our country that acts of compassion and service, dignity and grace are not just the acts of a faithful Christian, but the path towards a stronger and kinder nation. Muslim author and interfaith justice movement leader Eboo Patel said this, the Koran says that Jesus is a wonder and a mercy to humankind. We need to return to those central Jesus qualities and to embody them ourselves. I was particularly grateful for the way people of different faith traditions perceive the value of Christ in crisis as a tool for those who seek to reclaim Jesus in their lives, communities, and nations David Saperstein, one of the country's most important Jewish voices for social justice, described the book as a blueprint of how to create a more just, compassionate, peaceful, and equitable nation in terms accessible to all, regardless of religious belief. I love what Valerie Kaur said, an influential Sikh activist, suggesting using Christ in crisis as a moral compass a handbook for our times, a way to interpret Jesus' life and wisdom for a nation in crisis, to inspire Christians and non-Christians alike in the labor of love and justice. Najiba Saeed, a Muslim professor of interreligious education at the Claremont School of Theology out in California, said that the book revisits Christ's legacy and teachings as a source of religious imagination and inspiration, and builds an authentic and relevant theological model for the questions of our time. Many of those students in the room were raised in churches, but had moved on from them. After our conversation, they were excited about what it would mean to get back, to go back, to find our way back to Jesus right now, Those from other faith traditions, or none at all, were excited to see how Jesus' core teachings might help restore the soul of our nation and even the integrity of faith. The evening became a pilot for me, a case study, a wonderful example of how the message of this book, Christ in Crisis, could help change the narratives about faith and politics in America especially as we begin a critical election season. It's more and more clear to me how this book, Christ in Crisis, is not about Donald Trump or the Democrats or about any of us or about the religious right or the religious left or about me or about sojourners. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus and how he has survived all of us, how he could still open our hearts and minds right now at a time we need his good news more than ever. To learn more about Christ in crisis, why we need to reclaim Jesus, just go to book.sojo.net. That's book.sojo.net. This is Jim Wallace for the Soul of the Nation. God bless you.